It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. You're listening to BGN Radio. That's back. He's looking. He's looking. He is rolling. He's going to tuck it and run. He is in the end zone. Touchdown, Carson Wentz! Well, we kick off the 2018, uh, what do you want to call it, BLG? Training camp update uh, stuff. (laughs) As uh, it was, what is it? Was it hot down there today? Well, first of all, John, it's a very good name. It's definitely not one we just thought of very last minute here. And it was okay. Um, you know, as far as weather goes. But let's, let's be real. No one cares about the weather, John. Everyone cares about the Philadelphia Eagles being back at training camp. The road to the Super Bowl has already started right now. It has, uh, and uh, everybody was very much entertained by Carson Wentz's innuendos. Uh, congratulations on the sex, I guess. Uh, Benjamin Solak gets his first uh, taste of training camp as well, which we'll get into a little later. But uh, a lot of the impressions that I saw on Twitter, especially from a lot of the outside guys that are, are walking in and didn't see OTAs, 
basically, like we've been saying, is it's remarkable how good Carson Wentz looks. And if you didn't know that he had a knee brace on or it didn't, it didn't have a knee brace on, you wouldn't realize that he had been injured. Uh, great to hear, but was uh, there any bigger takeaways from just a simple 10-10-10 practice today? Yeah, the biggest thing is that Carson Wentz is now doing 11-on-11, which seems pretty good. We obviously didn't see him do that in OTAs and minicamp. And, look, there was that weird report that came out of nowhere, which, you know, Doug Peterson promptly shut down during his press conference from Ian Rappaport on Wednesday that Carson was possibly going to begin this camp on the PUP list, which really didn't make sense just because he was already participating in OTAs and minicamp. Why would he take that step backward? And, and thankfully, that was not the case. He was out there 11-on-11s. He was looking pretty good out there in terms of his movement. I will say that, you know, he's still taking about the second – he's taking the second stream reps, so he's not taking all those first-team full 11-on-11 reps. And even then, those reps, you know, it's it's not like he's back there in the pocket for – forever and as long as he usually might be it's, some of the throws are a little bit quicker but overall the point is that Carson Wentz is doing 11 on 11 it's six weeks exactly today till the season starts and I have no reason to believe still as we've been saying all off season long that he will not be playing. I do think he will be starting week one still. Yeah, it was a really good sign. And speaking of the Doug Peterson press conferences, who you missed any of that, uh, that's actually what we got to lead the press conference. I believe Jimmy Kemsky was the one that asked him that. Uh, he shut it down pretty much right away. It's uh, about 10 minutes. It's in the feed uh, as we are talking right now. Uh, a couple of things that stood out to me in terms of just what they were doing right away through, uh, you know, 11 on 11. Great to see that there is uh, a 13 personnel look going. Uh, Benjamin Solak, obviously, pointed out that at times uh, Dallas Goddard was the uh, the you know the ISO a wide receiver in the three by one package where he's just been left alone which is much what uh, Zach Ertz was doing including the go-ahead touchdown in the Super Bowl in which the Eagles had won I don't know if we've all forgotten about that or not but anything like that uh, stick out to you I mean it uh, that was good to see Isaac Salem almost sounded like he had a pretty rough day at center uh, what was your impression of that BLG yeah, I mean, look, if you're looking for formations and everything and actual football knowledge, I mean, clearly I am not the guy that's, that's Ben Solak. I mean, congrats to him on a great first day. Um, he didn't know who Bo Wolf was at first, which is a big <laughs> mistake, but he kind of rebounded from there. Yeah, I kind of I gave him a hard time about that. But, uh, you know, look, it's his first day. He, he's learning on his first day, too. So, uh, But as far as actual Eagle stuff goes, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for one of the biggest losers from day one, it would be, our, our good old friend Ike, as James Seltzer would like to say, Sumalo, where he's in at second team center, which is nice to see because he was not participating in spring drills really at all for the most part. And I, I think center is probably maybe it could be the position where he might be best suited to play in the NFL. But part of the job of a center is to snap the ball to the quarterback. You know, it's a very basic thing, but Isaac Smalla was making that sure look hard today, snapping the ball over Carson Wentz's head, over Nate Stutzfeld's head. So it was kind of a, a rough start to camp for him in that regard. 
Uh, Jamal Jackson, by the way, saying that, you know, just give him some reps and give him some time, as he mentioned to me on Twitter as it was going out. Uh, it tends to happen, so try not to overreact to day one, but certainly not a good start and definitely worth noting. Uh, Haloti Nada out there practicing today. Uh, didn't do that through OTAs. That was good to see, but as usual, I'm going to just call him your boy now because uh, you were the one that, that pointed out the, the day one of OTAs. Devontae Bosby picking up right where he left off, it seems like, uh, and that's going to be a really good sign. I know that nickel corner is one of the main things that everybody's focusing on, uh, but Sidney Jones did uh, come out at least to start in the nickel with uh, Jalen Mills and also, uh, you know, Ronald Darby being on the other side there. What do you make of that? Uh, and will uh, what do you think is, is going to be a good timeline on when we'll have an answer of who is going to start at that nickel corner spot, BLG? Yeah, it's a really good question, John. I think this could kind of go on until week one. Like, I, I don't know. If, and even then, look, this could be something where they rotate those guys. It, it might not be that just that one defined player in there. So I think this is kind of an evolving thing. You have Sidney Jones in there on day one of training camp, which is great. That's all. We all want to see that. We all want to see Sidney on the field looking healthy. He So far, that's been the case. You know, he had that brief spell in minicamp where he was out due to some undisclosed lower body injury, but in with the starters as the nickel corner today, as you said, along with Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby on the outside, so that was good to see. Devontae Bosby still making plays. He was the second team outside corner today as opposed to being that nickel corner that he's been working in at, at the spring drills. And then sticking with the defense there, I also want to note that Kamu Gruje Hill, my guy, Your the guy, guy. Who I picked, mm-hmm. you know, as yes, my, my guy. Um, I, I would like to say I'm a card carrying member of the Kamu Club. It's a lot of alliteration <laughs> for you there. Um, he got some first team reps, so I think that's a good sign. Jimmy Kempsey recently put together an article that look, there, there's some real buzz there, and maybe he's hearing something. I don't know, but I think that's worth noting. So. That's what you're looking at when you're you're seeing the first team Eagles defense today. And uh, me and uh, Michael Kiss kind of pointed that out on uh, the last episode. Is it really doesn't matter who Will is going to be at this point, at least in my eyes. Uh, and I think uh, Kamu is is going to be evident of that. Not to say that. He wouldn't fit in there. He's not doing a good job. But if Kamu can come in there right away, I think that's great overall. I think he's earned that, and that's uh, definitely something to keep an eye on, too. In terms of guys returning, I thought that was pretty interesting that uh, you had Darren Sproles looking like old Darren Sproles. Jason Peters was out there doing 11-on-11s. 11 the the club IR team uh, in in general as a whole, the guys that looked uh, got injured early and, and stepped out there today, uh, those are all positive signs I, I would take away their BLG and is everybody looks healthy, wealthy, and wise at this point, right? Yeah, the only players who didn't really practice are the players who are were placed on the physically unable to perform list, which would be uh, Brandon Graham, Oshawn Jeffrey, and Chris Marigos, which isn't really a big surprise. We knew those guys were going to come into camp not ready to go. They didn't practice in the spring at all. And then, obviously, we have Timmy Jernigan, who is expected to be out, as we've been saying, and you've been saying, John, here, for a pretty considerable amount of time. He was on the NFI list, so obviously he's not out there. And then, curiously, Bryce Treg somehow was added to the NFI list. I don't know what happened. Doug Peterson would only say it was a lower body injury, but uh, Treggs was fine for minicamp, so I guess he did something over the break and got hurt, and he's not practicing now, which kind of hurts him and really opens the door for 
all those guys battling for that fifth or sixth receiver spot. We saw Kamar Aiken, the Eagles' new signing in camp today, wearing number 81. He had some drops. He had a catch. So that battle is going to be very competitive. Um, so as far as the injury front goes, you know, nothing really unexpected so far, which is good. But, you know, there's still a lot of guys still on the mend and trying to fight back. Bryce Treggs with a stub toe, and he ends up on the pup list. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird that that happened, too. I have no idea. What, uh, at least it wasn't on the NFI list with it, and we'd have a lot more questions on it. Or was he? Was he? Was that uh, a non-football oh, yeah, injury, Treggs right? Oh, yeah, NFI. Yeah, I'm guessing like he had some kind of – who knows? Maybe he was – uh, you know, watering, like you said, he, he was watering his um, uh, herb garden, you know, <laughs> and, and during the break here, and he stubbed his toe real bad. I mean, that would be a non-football injury. It would. It didn't happen. Who the put these potted plants here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. about ready to go into training camp. What I will say, though, uh, tell me, because I need some positive reassurance with the guy that we are on opposite ends of. Tell me some good things about that Razul Douglas pick from today. Uh, that I mean, again, it's just practice one, and I love to overreact, but look, look good, look better. I don't know. Give me, give me something on uh, on on Razul Douglas today. Well, well, I do have to qualify, and as you said, it's a 10-10-10 practice. So you know, there could be instances here where you know a player makes a good play, and it really isn't as impressive as we think because the drill is kind of set up to to happen that way. That is what these drills are designed to do. And as I pointed out to Ben Solak, who got really excited when Jeremy <laughs> Reeves made an interception, I told him it just didn't count because obviously it was the, that play was just designed that way. But um, and but here's the thing. I mean, you're trying to to paint it as a good thing for Russell Douglas here, John. But it was Nick Foles who threw the interception, so I could clearly uh-huh. just you know continue to to hate on him as everyone thinks I do and and say it was a bad throw and, and it, it appeared that way you know it looked like didn't, the ball did not really have a chance to get to that receiver Rizul kind of just jumped the route there and made the play which is good it's a good sign from him uh, Rizul was jawing at Darren Sproles also at one point during a special teams drill so it's nice to see that I think that's a takeaway that you know doesn't show up so much in, a, in an individual player performance but a just uh, there's a vibe around this team at this camp where, to me, it still feels very loose, and I think that's a good thing. I know some people might think, oh, they're not taking it seriously enough. I don't think that way, and I mean, we just saw this team win a Super Bowl when they were super loose, so I think to see that vibe still remaining, even though the team has changed a little bit, is a good sign overall. Yeah, absolutely, and uh it's uh, it, a lot of things are 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 trending towards that way too. I mean, I think I saw John Clark tweet out the new shirts. You know, embrace the being the target. I like that shirt. That is very very cool to see. Uh, so that's kind of ramping up, and uh, and that's that's great that they're kind of undertaking that mentality because they absolutely have to. So uh, outside of that, the only thing noteworthy that I saw is Nigel Bradham, and this is coming from Ruben Frank had uh, had mentioned that he actually appealed his suspension and that the original uh, suspension was going to be worth six games and he got it reduced to one. So that is a huge deal. And on that, did anybody start at Sam uh, that was – because I don't know who the backup Sam is at this point. Did you notice where if they were getting reps or they were taking uh, Nigel off or you know what's, what's happening there? It's a really good question. And honestly, I should have probably paid more attention to that. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't even think of that angle. But I, I don't think he missed. If memory serves, 
Uh, I feel like I would have noticed something if something was out of place there. They kind of run the linebackers through anyway. Uh, we had seen Joe Walker and Corey Nelson getting a lot of time with the second team. Then Nelson had was working with the first team at some point. So they were running a lot of guys through as they usually do. I don't I don't think they're really going to even need to prepare for Bradham being out too much. You know, it's, it's just one game. If he was out now, if he was out those six games, yeah, I think that's where we would see the reps be split a little different there. But but yeah, that's uh, that would have been bad. <laughs> Missing the Hazard Bradham for six games sure would have been bad. So thankfully, it is really only that one. I think they can really weather the storm with that. It's, it's a very short amount of time. All right, now let's make fun of Benjamin Solak because the first thing that he did oh, as yeah. soon as practice was done is he ran up to his boy, Donnell Pumphrey. I'd like to point oh, yeah. out, and he should realize this, that they are the exact same size. And if you've never seen Benjamin Solak, he's skinny and tiny and handsome, and uh, it it was pretty hilarious. Now, do you know what they talked about in particular, or, or what was the deal there? Was he just fanboying out so hard that he didn't even matter and he was just able to talk to his his favorite running back of all time. Well, I'm assuming they're still going over the hamstring injury from last year that apparently, you know, just, just held back Donnell Pumphrey from looking like a future Hall of Famer. I'm sure that was a big topic of discussion. <laughs> I don't know for sure. Um, obviously, I'm just kidding around, Ben. If you're listening to this, please don't be mad at me. But um, Too late. it was a good day of, of camp overall for Ben. But there was a big mistake in addition to the Bo Wolf thing. I mean, he his recorder or his phone died on the first day of camp. Come I mean, that's on, rough, bro. Man. We gotta we gotta get the charge up. We gotta we gotta figure out a situation here. We can't have the phone die on the first day. Man, he that's that's total rookie, and he's a young kid, and he should know all of the great technology uh, that are technologies that are out in the world, such as having a portable charger. You know, with you at all times during these grueling days of training camp, because uh, you know your phone's constantly going to be on between Twitter fingers and video and taking pictures and all that stuff. And and I also like to point out, big rookie mistake: all of his pictures were incredibly blurry, the ones that he put up. So come on, Ben. We need to get we need to get on this, man. I mean, this is you know you got only got uh, so many times to shine here. Um, yeah, hopefully. Honestly, honestly, it's unacceptable. <laughs> also, did he is he in the locker room right now is he is he staying behind to, to, to chat with players or what well i mean that was part of the problem and the, the phone wasn't there he came into the locker room with me but you know he, he didn't have anything to record with so I just, I just wanted to get him in there you know give him the feel of how it works in there uh you know don't, don't obviously don't approach uh jason peters ever you know because he could just look at you and you would turn into stone and he could just <laughs> then you know just use his fist and just break that up um well, there's yeah, I, in know. my eyes, there's only one thing left to do, BLG, and that is at Benjamin Solak on Twitter, and you have to tell him, give him as much advice about training camp as, as possible, whatever you think is best. Yeah, at, I think we need a hashtag for that, too. Yeah. Um, uh, something like what? R- rookie something? Rookie TC? Hashtag Rookie TC? I think... Uh, Training camp advice. This hashtag oh, yeah. training camp advice. Yeah, so at Benjamin Solak, hashtag training camp advice. Uh, just, you know, tweet him all day. Actually, tweet him for the entire weekend because this goes until Sunday morning and he's going to need as much advice as possible. So, you know, whether it's yeah. bringing a type of food or water or shorts or whatever it is, uh, we will uh, we will do that. BLG, anything else uh, we're forgetting before we wrap up here? Yeah, big topic of today more so after practice was that Carson Wentz had sex this offseason John <laughs> I know I, was, I saw everything in it and what was the pause because it was like okay uh, 
Uh, did you get any workouts? In, how was it phrased again? I forget. Yeah, so Carson was kind of talking, uh, or someone asked him about originally if he was able to kind of get any work in. I believe it was a Martin Frank uh, had asked him about if he was able to get any work in during uh, the honeymoon in the off season, and it, it eventually led to Carson saying, "Yeah, I got some work in," and you know, a little bit of a sly smile. But I'm not so sure if he knew what he was getting into. I think he kind of realized that a little too late. Once everyone started laughing in the media tent, and he was like, oh, man, I, I, I just said that. And then he was like, I meant in the, the trainer's room or the workout <laughs> the, room or whatever he said. And then, it was, and, and then it was just like <laughs> chaos. Was just, I just lost it at that point. Having sex in the training room in the hotel. Good for you, buddy. Way to open up the playbook. Yeah, so this that's is good. an important topic that um, Jack Fritz had brought up, too, in the latest edition of Counterpoint. I mean, how do we feel about, you know, Carson getting married and, and the draw? Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I mean, ultimately, I'll leave it to Jack, but it's just, you know, something to think about for sure. I think the sex is good for Carson's game. You know, I, okay. I, I, it creates a good uh, life work balance which I think is still needed in his life right now. You know, he's going to be dry. He's so concentrated on getting back to, you know, week one. And and I don't know if you saw this either, man. I mean, they had – it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and him. And then the field versus uh, the MVP bets this year. It's those yeah. three and everybody else. So he needs a little, like, all right, take the uh, take the pressure off and – I, that'll uh, yeah. I, I, I'm congratulations on the sex is basically what we're saying here. So I think it's good for him in the end. I'm sure there will be a uh, maybe we need to have a bunch of follow up questions throughout this week so we can give Jack something. You know, give, keep a diary of Carson yeah, or something true. for Counterpoint. So yeah, Counterpoint 44 is up on the feed. Uh, we've got uh, BGN Radio 322 along with Doug Peterson's press conference, and of course, as always, BLG is going to be down there. Uh, practically every day, and Benjamin Solak will and, every day, and and I will uh, try and get down there as much as possible. As second to WIP Studios today, but BLG, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Thanks, Johnny.